0: Humans. Oh, humans. It's a Tuesday cast for you. It's an early in the week cast. Earliest you can hear this is Tuesday, January 24th. I'm recording Monday afternoon, the 23rd. Another rainy day, but nothing like that January thunderstorm we had last episode. Humans, what are we going to talk about today? Well, the Super Bowl is right around the corner, so we're going to talk Some Super Bowl ads. We're also going to get to know the stadium a little bit. We're going to get familiar with State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. After all, millions of us will be welcoming this stadium into our homes. Should we not know what we're chewing on? Should we not know what we'll be digesting in just a few short weeks? And... You know, an old favorite movie has been on uh, the streaming services and on the cable networks lately, Jerry Maguire. So we're going to talk a little Jerry Maguire. Sid, this movie's so old. Why now? Well, one, the streaming services are all putting it on right now, and that movie has some heavy Arizona Cardinals plot lines. And this, is, this stadium is the home of the Cardinals, so why the heck not? Why the heck not? And we're going to be talking Super Bowl ads, but one stands out above the most. If you've been watching any football this year, you've probably come across these ads. They're dramatic. Many parts of them are in black and white. They hook you. They're about Jesus. And they say, he gets us. He gets us. I've been curious about these, and I decided to take a little deep dive. And much like a treasure seeker on the bottom of the ocean, I've come back to the surface with a couple of nuggets for us. And finally, humans, there's only four teams left here in the playoffs. NFL, that is. Three games in total. Two conference championships, the Super Bowl. Let's wrap let's wrap. So humans, the big game is coming up. The Super Bowl is February 12th, 6:30 p.m. Eastern. And of course it's the Mount Everest, it's the apex, it's the Mardi Gras of advertising. And uh, you know we can expect all the all the great ads. Just a couple of things this year I didn't I didn't realize that inbev, and Anheuser-Busch, one and the same, of course, that they have had exclusivity on, like, beer ads for the last 30 years. And this year, they've given that up. So there's going to be a Coors ad. There's going to be a Coors ad this year. That'll be interesting. I tend to be a Coors Light man. I've been a Bud Light man recently, but I was a Coors Light man for years and years, and I've got an uncle on either side. Brother of my father, brother of my mother. Both Coors Light guys. And forgive me, humans. I said that uh, InBev, Anheuser-Busch had exclusive uh, rights to beer. It's exclusive rights to alcohol. Advertising in the Super Bowl. And when I say Coors Light's going to have an ad, well, you know, Coors and Miller are now teamed up in some conglomerate. So they're each going to have one. Or some kind of together thing. So how do you like that? And Heineken Zero. Point zero is joining the party with Ant-Man, Paul Rudd. I'm not a comic book guy, so that's lost on me. And Michelob Ultra is joining the party. And Humans, a couple of brands that are near and dear to my heart, or that I interact with. Let's say FanDuel and DraftKings are both going to have ads. Those aren't near and dear to my heart, but I participate in sports gambling. I use a different app than those two. Uh, You know, it's fun. It's fun. I enjoy it. But I would also be remiss if I didn't point out that it's, it's, I'm sure, you know, I've read some articles in the New York Times and others that point out that the way sports gambling apps have been rolled out has been so different compared to regular casinos and the hoops that people have had to dr- jump through for years to do those um and you know one one byproduct of that is just that it's exploded suddenly and according to the new york times the gambling addiction is is up and uh you know <laughs> i can see why now, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here, humans, because I enjoy it. But I just dabble. I dabble. I haven't done anything crazy. And to be totally transparent, I'm, I'm in the red, you know. The ho- the house always wins, and I'm no exception. Nothing terrible, humans. Nothing terrible. At the beginning of the college and pro football season, I, I put a few bucks in, and I watch my account go up. Then i watch it go down and i watch it go up and i watch it go down and i watch it go down and i watch it go down then i watch it go up and you know it's kind of fun but it, it, it's i rarely hear i rarely hear people to say how much they've lost i i have coworkers, friends people that you just meet out or at a party that suddenly you start talking about sports gambling or something like that. And everyone talks about their wins, but no one no one ever talks about their losses. And if we're led to believe that even professional gamblers that are really, really, really skilled and that do well, if they're like, if a happy winning percentage for them is 65%, you know, Then you meet people at parties and they only tell you about the wins. Well, something's not adding up, right? And I'm not saying we should all just dwell on our losses in life. But keep that in mind, humans, when we see these ads, when we see these celebrities pushing gambling apps. It's it's a dangerous game. It's a dangerous game. And an advertiser that it really is close to my heart and close to my stomach, Pringles. Pringles is going to have an ad this year. So, humans, Pringles for me is a great beach snack, packable. You, know, you you want to bring a bag of chips to the beach. Chips take up more room than a football in your beach bag. You know, a big old bag of chips, not Pringles. Not Pringles, it's just a nice sleeve. And that cardboard protects them. Hollis family used to use Pringles as a camping snack. I would assume also for the packability. And I've used it as a beach snack for that reason. But one thing I dislike. I'm an anti-plastic guy, humans. You know, but oftentimes I don't put my money where my mouth is. And this is one of those times, quite literally. I go to the beach. I resent the single-use plastic I see. And then I bring a chip, a crisp, A potato crisp to the beach that has a single-use piece of plastic as a lid. Now, I don't know, footprint-wise, what a plastic bag that the chips come in is different. How that differs from that sturdy plastic lid on top of Pringles, but I'm sure it's not good. So there's a little humanity for me, humans. I will watch whatever Pringles throws at us on Sunday with a half excitement, half shame. And humans, for the main course, for the coup de grace, (laughs) for the final blow here in our Super Bowl at Breakdown is the he gets us campaign. If you've watched any football this year, they run these ads pretty heavily and they're these Jesus ads. There's these ads that they talk about things going on that are sort of uncomfortable and they really, they really hook you. They really hook me. You know, here's an example of some of the stuff they say, you know, it's these, these splashy, dramatic black and white Fo- uh, ...sequences mocked by elites, betrayed by friends, imprisoned by politicians, killed by the authorities, and forgave them all. Jesus was fed up with politics, too. I mean, pretty, uh, pretty intense stuff, humans. Pretty intense stuff. Very relatable and i've seen these ads over and over and over again and i'm like well what's the freaking deal here like what what is this for and yet i never felt inclined to actually thumb out he he gets us.com into my into my web browser until just the other day and did some digging and he gets us it's it's kind of unclear what it is it's like a movement I was figuring it was definitely for a church. I had a feeling I was like, oh, is this for like, you know, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Church or something? And it's just kind of hidden. But no, it's like, it's like a movement, seemingly. Turns out, though, it's owned by this, it's a project by this fund called the Servant Foundation. The Servant Foundation is a thing owned by a fund called the Signatory. And best I can tell is like as it goes down, the Signatory to the Servant Foundation to He Gets Us. Yeah, there's some, it looks like there's some community service and kind of things that go on. But best I can tell is it's sort of this trickle up to this fund, the Signatory. And... It's uh you know it's just the kind of thing where you donate money to some kind of a charity and then they dispense it out to you know causes they have and it seems like the signatory and the servant foundation have backed some pretty pretty leaningly christian right movements Including some anti abortion things and uh like, you know, the campus crusade for Christ and those things. Which which anyone familiar with those kind of things, it's not you know, it's not super lovey dovey. It's a little more of that 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 sect, that side of Christianity that is kind of icky. That feels a little bit um gross, you know? <laughs> The kind of people that if you were eating Chick Fil A next to them in the party, and he said, "Not Christian enough for me," <laughs> they <laughs> they would take offense. They would they would be hooked. They would be hooked. So it seems a little it seems a little gross this he gets us thing. And I mean, not that I never thought it was. But they do a great job of seeming very, very relatable. I mean, Jesus was a refugee. I mean, that's, and that's interesting, right? Because I feel like when I think of the Christian right, I don't think of people that are very intolerant to refugees and immigration. So for them to have that message, I'm like, huh, is there hope? Is there hope for these people? But then to find out that it sort of all trickles down or trickles up, whichever way you're looking at it, whichever way the arrow's pointed, is to this fund, these donor-advised funds, um, it just feels a little gross. And I learned a lot of this, humans, by reading religiondispatches.org and christianitytoday.com. But according to these sites, funds from... The Signatory, which finances the Servants Foundation, which finances HeGetsUs.com. Funds from The Signatory have been used to support groups that are anti-LGBTQ. They've been used to support groups that are anti-abortion. They've been used to support the Creation Museum. (laughs) Which is a lot like a science museum with a lot less science... Uh, the Creation Museum, an an attraction of answers in Genesis. I clicked around the Creation Museum a bit. And um, it's pretty wacky, but they are anti flat earth. Uh, so we agree on something here. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving will not be caught dead anywhere near. Creation Museum. More brain performance. Yes, please. So humans, just keep that in mind when you see these ads uh, during the playoffs this coming weekend, the conference championships, and when you're at a Super Bowl party and they come on and people are like, what is this? You know, because a lot of people don't watch football until the Super Bowl and they're going to go, what is this? Oh, my God. Or people will be like, oh, I just, yeah, I was watching a game the other day and I saw this. What the hell is it? Now you know. But be careful because they seem like a very quote unquote woke. They seem like very hip, very of the now things, like that one I was saying about the refugee. I mean, it sounds very heartwarming. But it turns out that's just marketing. And the money's going to stuff that that feels pretty damn icky as far as I'm concerned. He gets us. I can't wipe the wind anymore. Now, that guy was probably praying to Jesus pretty hard. Okay, humans, so the Super Bowl, it's not just the ads. There's a game that takes place, there's a venue. Of course, there's a halftime show. Rihanna will be the halftime performer. But, humans, let's get familiar with the stadium State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Now, you guys know how I feel about artificial turf. I don't like it. It's a rug, it's a carpet. If Green Bay, Wisconsin, can pull off natural grass, why can't everyone? We know these football teams make a ton of money. We know the budget's there. I mean, (sighs) indoor or outdoor, I hate watching people play on a rug. Why bother have it painted green? Why bother having it painted green? It's a rug. It's a carpet. But we're in luck. This year, the Super Bowl will be played on natural grass. The stadium there in Arizona, formerly University of Phoenix Stadium, now State Farm Stadium, has a retractable roof and even better, a retractable field. The field rolls in and out of the stadium. It's on rollers and it just rolls right out and rolls right in so they can have concerts and stuff. But it's real grass. Thank God. Now, if I had to guess, I bet they're going to leave the roof closed. Just so lame, man. Let them play outside. If I was a fan, I'd want to be outside. I hope the roof is open. But, you know, one drop of rain and people lose their minds when it comes to the Super Bowl for some reason. Meanwhile, how much fun was it to watch that Buffalo and Cincinnati game over the weekend in a pouring down snowstorm i mean that's fun being warm in your home eating chips eating pimento cheese dip and and it's watching a cold weather game that's fun the super bowl could be that once in a while or at the very least i want to see it outside thank god it'll be on natural grass i hope the roof's open i doubt it will be remains to be seen so Glendale, Arizona, 19 minutes from the center of Phoenix. So right there in Phoenix. Boy, that's going to be nice. And humans, what kind of grass are they going to be playing on? Well, it's Tiffway 419 Bermuda, according to the stadium. And according to kingranchturfgrass.com, krturfgrass.com, it is a deep green Bermuda grass with a fine texture, and is a superior turf for fairways, tees, athletic fields, and home lawns. Home lawns, eh? Humans, I know, I know, I know. Some of you chip golf balls in your backyard once in a blue moon, and I know I'm not the first person ever to daydream about having like a putting green in my yard. Or having some really fancy grass in my yard. Have any of you ever dabbled with Tifway 419? Would any of you ever consider it? Now, I don't know much about grass, humans. But according to the website, the sodfather, excuse me, sodfather.com, the seed is sterile. Tifway is sterile sterile there's no viable seed so i guess that means you have to buy it in sod form i don't quite i don't quite understand that is all tifway 419 have to be created in a lab or something or can you get can you get seeds humans if you, if you know the answer to this help me out listener line at SydneyHollishow.com but you can buy it by the pallet humans Costs about 200, 160 to 230 dollars per pallet, and best I can tell, a pallet covers about 500 square feet, give or take 200 square feet, by however your pallets measured. So, humans, have any of you ever dabbled in Tiffway 419? But even better, have any of you ever created, ever created a little putting green at home or a little athletic field at home of superior grass? Let us know, Sydney Hollis Show, listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. Now, I know we have some winter rye heads out there. I know there are some homeowners out out there that listen, that really love to plant a nice, beautiful green winter rye. I would assume this time of year. Holla back listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. All right, humans, So we've got three games left in the NFL season. Two conference championships Sunday, January 29th. 3 p.m. Eastern, we got the 49ers versus the Eagles. And at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, we've got the Bengals and the Chiefs. The line for that game is even right now. Oh, careful gambling, humans, <laughs> be careful. But more importantly, humans... That first game I mentioned is on Fox and the Super Bowl will be on Fox. But the AFC Championship game between the Bengals and the Chiefs will be on CBS and that will be our last time this year to hear amazing and entertaining duo Tony Romo and Jim Nance. When Tony Romo was in the league, I didn't care for him. When he first started announcing, I didn't. In, but very very early on I was like no this guy's a lot of fun those two together man Jim Nance a freaking icon and Tony Romo together they just make watching the game they add they add to it you know a lot of games I'll I'll toss on some tunes I'll turn the game all the way down or, or way down and just toss on some tunes or whatever play a little guitar over it maybe not these two not these two you know Romo's Romo's analysis is, is current. It's new. It's hip. And he brings the youth out of Jim Nance. And you can tell those two have a great time. You can tell they really have a great time together. It's like tuning into your favorite podcast, you know, just listening to people have a great time. So we'll send them off in style this Sunday. He you was, know, I said we'd talk about the movie Jerry Maguire for a little bit. I think it's on, like, Netflix or something right now. It was on cable recently. I talked about it at work. Then the next day, someone else I knew was talking about it at work. like, I can't believe we're talking about this because it's, it's on. It's back. It's around. Of course, it centers around uh, a sports agent and, uh, and his one remaining client who happens to be a wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. But humans, you know, we all get caught up in – You know, oh, Tom Cruise's character, Jerry Maguire, has had this moment of inspiration. He writes a mission statement. He starts to take a caring approach to his clients. The money, the bad things that major athletics are doing to athletes have become too much for him. And it's a fun. It's a fun movie. Cameron Crowe, of course, wrote it and directed it. But, you know, as as, we, as as going through this transformation and becoming this better guy, as Tom Cruise's character, Jerry Maguire, is. There's a part that sticks out to me, or stuck out to me the last time I watched this film, which was in the last week. It's when he's being fired by Bob Sugar, played by Jay Moore. You know, Jay Moore says, I, you know, I learned all this from you. And then later in the film, when Tom Cruise is trying to get Rod Tedwell, played by Cuban Gunning Jr., when he's trying to get him re-signed, the GM or like the head coach for the Cardinals is played by none other than Eagles rock band member, Glenn Fry Glenn Fry's character, I'm paraphrasing here, just says, hey, you're asking me. For a favor right now, what about all the times you rose the prices on me and screwed me over? And I've gotten to thinking, with all these sequels, with all these reboots coming out and prequels and all this nonsense, where's our Jerry Maguire prequel? Where's Jerry before, as he puts it, before he grows a conscience after talking to a hockey player's kid? Where's the Jerry Maguire that became the number one agent at his agency, at that firm? It wasn't by being Mr. Nice Guy. He created Bob Sugar. Maybe Bob Sugar is more unscrupulous. Maybe he has a less sound code of ethics. But we have to believe that Jerry Maguire was a relentless, ruthless Dare I say asshole? This guy that we all just care about. Like, we're rooting for him the whole time. Now, of course, the point of the movie is he's had this, you know, right when the movie starts, he's had this epiphany. So, you know, I I know that I'm, you could say, yeah, well, that backstory is intended. But we we don't know much about it. We only get to see him as the guy who's kind of regretted writing the mission statement, and then growing into the ideals that he already had. So where's our Jerry Maguire prequel? Where is Jerry being a huge a-hole, money-hungry, a shark in the water cutting people out of deals, the guy that created Bob Sugar? I'd like to see it. I would like to see it. All right, humans, that's a Tuesday cast for you. That's an early in the week cast. Excited for the week to come. Of course, if there's anything on your mind, listen in line at sydneyhollishow.com. And humans, we'll see you on Friday. Peace and love, peace and love.